Welcome to the 5-Minute Bible Study Podcast. This ain't your grandma's podcast. Well, hello. You're probably interested in part two of episode 33. This is episode 34 on exercising godliness with Chance Dyer. In part one, if you missed it, we read several passages and just kind of discussed how much the Bible compares spiritual discipline to areas of physical discipline, athletics, and so forth. Well, in this episode, we're actually going to be kind of uh, browsing some of the the parallels that we find within our own experience, me and Chance do in the gym, with things that apply to the spiritual disciplines of Scripture. So without further ado, let's just get right into part two, and we'll finish up that conversation. Well, let's get into these parallels, and we've kind of touched on them as we go along, so some of them we may not spend as much time as others, but... um, try to get through some of these. I, I sat down a day and um, me and Chance were talking about them. Um, some of the very parallels that we've already brought up. The first one being exercise is hard. And, and we've mentioned that already. And that's why so f- few people do it because it is painful. Like literally you are tearing down the muscle fibers in your muscles that causes pain. And typically anything that causes pain, we shy away from. Right. Yeah. And Something I think that could be said for exercise or, you know, spiritual life is you don't have to start off in excruciating pain. You know, if you if you start off and you're just trying to kill it and then you end up hurting something, you you know, that might be more of an injury. And I think there's going to be another point a little bit later on where we're talking about burnout. And if you try to do too much at once you're going to get you're going to get burned out. I know I that's something I've been guilty of especially when I first uh was baptized and stuff like that. I was hard at it. I was reading chapters of the chapters of the Bible every day. I was doing all these different I was watching two or three sermons, Kevin Presley let the Bible speak. I was listening to two or three podcasts a day. I was I was doing it all. Well, that was great. I learned a lot from that, but it's also was an unsustainable thing, especially, you know, once other things in life started happening. You know, at that point I was single, didn't have a whole lot going on other than going to work, had a little bit of, had a few classes and going to the gym. Well, you know, like, like I've mentioned previously, I have more responsibilities now. And I don't think, I don't, I don't think that just because I'm taking care of those responsibilities and not getting to doing quite as much scripture reading or quite as many sermons a day. I don't I don't feel guilty about that because I'm I'm handling my responsibilities. I'm still doing the will of God in just in a different way. Yeah, and when we talk about spiritual discipline, um, it might seem like I'm alluding to like specifically scripture reading on a lot of these points. And of course I'm including that and I might be thinking about that specifically. But um, just understand that I do mean spiritual discipline incorporates a lot of things. Include, and I've alluded to fasting, prayer, reading the Bible, meditating on it, journaling about the Word of God. I think talking with other Christians about the Word of God and just spiritual things in general, your, your struggles, whatever, that counts as well. Other spiritual disciplines, there's so many things. So, um, I'm glad that you mentioned fasting specifically because if you want to discipline your body and bring your body into subjection— I think that's an even better way than exercise. Oh, yeah. And if you put the two together, 
Well, you got a winning combo. Yep. So you got into really point five there, which is fine. Um, so the first one was exercise is hard. And uh, that's why so people, few people want to do it. I think the same thing applies to spiritual exercise. Spiritual discipline is hard. Uh, that's why so few people fast. Because it is difficult. And you've got to deny yourself. It is painful. But as the old saying goes, no pain, no gain. Very true. And if you're not growing in Christ, it's probably because you're not submitting yourself to pain. Uh, that number five point you read, read out just a second ago, slow and steady wins the race. And you you can run as fast as you want. Go ahead. You take off. <laughs> and I'll catch up with you in about a mile, you know? Because you can't keep that pace like you were saying. Great point. Number two, you want to go ahead and hit that yeah. one? You always feel better after you exercise, and you're glad that you did it. But motivating yourself to go to the gym in the first place is 80% of the struggle. I'm... I'm kind of glad that you had this one. That's something that me and Rachel talk about a lot as far as just her going to the gym. Um, you know, she'll call me some days and she'll be like, I just really don't feel like going today. And I'm like, I'm like, you got this, babe. I'm like, just, just go in for a little bit. Well, then you, the next thing you know, an hour later, she's been to the gym and she comes out and she's like, oh, I'm so glad I went. You know, I feel amazing now and every, everything's great. So there's going to be rainy days. There's going to be days where you're just not feeling like, doing any of your spiritual disciplines and just go ahead and do it. Just take, take one step in the right direction and everything else will fall in place. Generally, generally speaking. And for super structured people like myself, I get to points where I think, well, if I can't do the whole Bible reading, whatever I had set out to do, well, then I just am going to do it. Yeah. When in reality, even if I just read a chapter of the Bible or I just read a few verses of the Bible and meditate on those, that would be fine. If that's what that day allows, that's the essential equivalent to just getting in the gym and doing something. That's better than not doing anything because when you're doing that, you are training your mind with every time you show up. You're training your mind with a habit-forming um, activity. Yeah, that's those are the days right there when you're making the most progress. No truer words have been spoken. The third thing on the list is it's easier to exercise when you have a friend right next to you. Amen. I go to the gym by myself because <laughs> I don't have any friends, I guess. No, uh, I go to the gym by myself because the, the hardest thing for me is like the schedule thing. It is hard to find a partner that goes to the gym at the same time of day that's good for you. You know, it's give and take. But if, if you could ideally go when you wanted to, like the schedule's lined up, and you could go with somebody, man, motivation. It's like, for me, I see they're doing three sets of 10. Oh, I got to do three sets of 10. Well, I think something, a benefit that's even greater than that is the accountability that you get by having that friend on that day yeah. that you don't feel like going and you have somebody that's going with you or something. And they're like, come on, man, you know, come on, let's, let's go. You know, they're going to hype you up and you're hoping that it's a day that you don't want to go and they do want to go and they can help you stay motivated. And that's kind of, that's something that we do. We, we talk scripture. We, we talk about, you know, our spiritual lives a lot. And I hope, I know that you encourage me and I hope that I encourage you as well, because that helps me want to keep fighting the fight and running the race. We're kind of, we're feeding off each other a little bit. Yeah, even if you're not like giving me advice on a certain phone call, just the fact that you're um, 
want to talk scripture or whatever, just spiritual things, and you're excited, that makes me excited. It's just the energy kind of feeding off each other, really. Yeah, most definitely. Nothing fires me up more than having reading scripture and having spiritual conversations. Number four. You won't see results for a while. It takes me about three months of steady exercise to see results. <laughs> no, I wrote that three months, but would you say that's same for you? What's, you know, how long does it take you? Okay. Let me define what I mean by that. So, um, okay. In college, I quit working out for basically five years. Let's just say five years. I don't know, but I got down pretty skinny. Like <laughs> I got to the point where like in high school, I was used to just, you know, having chiseled triceps and, uh, I had an eight pack in high school, you know, but I was just so skinny and I was in athletics all the time, baseball and stuff. When I got out of that and then I got in nursing school, I lost every bit of that muscle. And then I started working out again. I realized how much I lost, but it took me three solid months before I could start seeing like my triceps again or like any abs. Um, that's kind of what I mean by that. Yeah. And taking it over to the spiritual side of things. This is something that when I first became a Christian, I kind of struggled with a little bit. Um, and I was constantly asking Aaron, I was like, you know, when am I kind of, can I, have I grown? Can you tell anything? You know, cause I couldn't, I couldn't see it. I guess maybe I was too close to the picture or something, but I was always concerned with, you know, the fact that I wasn't growing. It was like, I was yelling at my muscles, like grow. Yeah. You know, I was reading, doing all the things I was supposed to do, but I didn't feel like any growth was happening. And it's because I wasn't patient. I didn't, I didn't yeah. give it any time to take effect. I was breaking the muscle down, but I wasn't giving it any time to grow. It's essentially like what people do. They, they get on their scale every morning when they're trying to lose weight. And that's one of the worst things you can do because your scale is not going to dramatically change overnight unless you, you know, went to like a sauna or something. Just if you're, if you're doing your routine and you're doing what you're supposed to do, you're not going to see that scale drop five pounds overnight and it be actual fat loss or muscle growth or whatever, you know? And that's so discouraging. It's the same thing with spirits. Am I, you're smiling at me. Am I wrong? I, I was just smiling because I'm that guy. I get on there every oh. morning. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I also understand I'm not expecting that result of going down. I just want to can make sure to keep my, keep up with my progress to make sure that my trend line is going down every day. I actually do tell Rachel to not get on there to, <laughs> to uh, well, I'm going to put it like this. I tell her to not get the, on there at the end of the day because something that happens is throughout the course of the day, you eat and you drink. So you may be up two or three pounds from when you got on there in the morning. And, you know, that's going to discourage somebody if they're like, oh, yeah, I was making progress. And then they get on the scale at night and, oh, I'm three pounds. I've already gained three pounds. It's water weight, you know. But yeah. I, I That's what I was alluding to yeah, right there. Yeah. Um, at first, I thought we were talking different philosophies. I think we're actually on the same page there. Skip down to number six. Yeah, we already covered number five. Number six, uh, consistency is the key. And this is something that I've talked to you a lot about is when I first started working out again, maybe three years ago, um, it was one of those where, again, I had gone like one, two years without lifting a weight. It was just getting in the gym. And so I made this goal in my head. I was like, if I can just get in the gym three days a week, that's it. Because... I had been years ago used to going five and six days a week. Um, and you do get to this point where you actually enjoy going to the gym and you're almost kind of like it 
I, I use the word addicted loosely here. You're almost kind of addicted to it. But to get to that point, you've got to put in some time. I mean, it takes months for me. It might take a whole year. But uh, I know three days is reasonable. And if I can just get in there three days a week, I can do that. And, and it's not too much. It's not like I'm stressing myself out. If I don't get in there three days a week, it's because I'm lazy, probably. And so that's a nice, solid starting ground. Just We t- said before, just make yourself get there. If you can just get there, that's great. If you can just get yourself to open your Bible, that's, that's the starting point. And if you can start small, three days a week, sit down and read your Bible. Start small. Don't try to like read the Bible every single day of every week right out of the gate. Be consistent. That's the key to start off with until you get to the point where you're you're hungry for that every day. And I think if you are consistent and you read read your scripture, you are gonna get hungry. And it's gonna it's gonna continue to be a, a hunger that's gonna grow and grow and grow. It's true. I mean, I enjoy reading my Bible, but there are days still where, you know, that's not what I want to do when I wake up. It's just something I know I need to do. But it's just amazing the more you do get into it, the more that you have a love because for because of how much you've learned and how much you know you're going to learn. And um, that's just from experience. I think for me, the thing that motivates me the most is the fact that I get to get to know God better. And I just enjoy knowing the being, the God who created me, the who created everything. Being able to see inside his mind from the scriptures is such a beautiful thing to me. Yeah. Let's go to number eight. Okay. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Getting stronger takes repetition. Getting better at anything takes repetition. You're a big fan of baseball. I'm sure you've hit the ball off the tee a million times in your life. And do you know why you do that? It's because it's repetition. And over time, consistently, if you, you know, you can cut down a big tree taking little chops over and over and over. You can learn a lot about the Bible. You can grow a lot spiritually. I mean, this ties in with consistency, but hitting it over and over and over. Chipper Jones, Hall of Fame third baseman for the Atlanta Braves, um, one of the best hitters, switch hitters in the game, he would always say whenever his swing was off, he would go to the tee. And you're like, dude, that's for little leaguers. Or, man, how how long are you going to be hitting off the tee? He was hitting off the tee until he retired. And it was just that repetition of his swing until it was – um, he felt comfortable again, but that's the idea doing the same thing over and over, um, in your spiritual disciplines, it might feel monotonous at points, but just trusting the process. That's the key. I think that's the, uh, part of not enjoying the, the reps is what comes right before you start really loving it. And it takes off like going to the gym when you first start going, you know, you may not enjoy that much. It, you know, you're painful. It's sore. All these different things, but the first time you see, you know, a little bit of definition in one of your muscles hmm. or something, that's when it's got you. And you know, you're in there wanting to do more reps and and do more. And especially if you got a cute girl texting you. Sorry, I hope that didn't sound bad. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut that one out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, foot and mouth. <laughs> Okay, if my girlfriend gets a hold of this audio, um, just to be clear, I did not have a cute girl text me this week. I was just using that as an analogy for any single guys out there. <laughs> okay, uh, number nine, if you exercise, 
Let me start that over. If you exercise, 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 but you don't diet, you'll never make any gains. And I think that's something I did wrong for a long time from a physical exercise standpoint is a long time I just kind of neglected a diet. And I, I don't eat healthy, really. People think I do. But I'm talking about your macronutrients, basically, your proteins, your fats, your carbs. You've got to, if you're like me, wanting to gain weight, you've got to increase those. And if I'm not consuming more of those macro uh, nutrients than what I'm burning in my exercise, well, then I'm just wasting my time. So what would you say would be the spiritual equivalent of exercising? But Yeah, so yeah, very. I didn't finish my point there. So think about any one spiritual discipline. You know, physical exercise would be equivalent to one spiritual discipline. Diet would be equivalent to another spiritual discipline. So think about prayer and the Word of God. I think about those two things. If you're lifting, okay, so you're reading your Bible, that's lifting in this case, but you're not praying, you're not maintaining a a good diet, then you can read the Bible all you want, but it's not going to do you a whole lot of good without prayer. And that goes for, that's why there, there are, I think I have a list of 10 spiritual disciplines. And if you look at that list, and I went through a few of them earlier, again, fasting, meditation, talking, singing, prayer, reading the word of God, um, go down the list. All of these are important and you can't just get fixated on one of them. And this isn't a perfect analogy, but that's the point I'm trying to get at. One part of the exercise process without the other essential parts of it. Yeah, I think it's really something that you can fall victim to. I I know I have personally getting tunnel vision and just getting, I guess, something that I had trouble with. I was got so focused on, like I was telling you earlier, you know, uh, reading my Bible, reading my Bible, reading my Bible, doing that. And I guess at that point I didn't have any responsibilities. But if I if I forced that issue is to the same degree that I was reading now, I would have to be neglecting responsibilities in order to do that yeah yeah something that i think that would be good just to toss out since we're talking about this is fasting i i think that's something that tends tends to get a little bit of neglect but i'm I'm here to bring it back to the mainstream I, i think it's great i think it does wonders for your spiritual health and i'm a big proponent of it yes it's been a few months since I fasted. I'm going to confess openly, and I've thought about it a lot the uh, last um, last week, and I, I've got to to do that regularly in order to because I, I've said this before with Ed on the podcast. That's not something I, I grew up being taught or doing, and it's something I'm still learning. But every time that I do do it, I am reminded of how beneficial it is, and. Um, how it, it just does reset your mind on what's most important, exercising godliness. Like we were talking about First um, Timothy 4, verse 7. I'm glad that you just said that because it gave me a, a few thoughts. I think uh, kind of sticking to this same kind of idea, everybody has, let's just say, uh, parts of their physique that are underdeveloped if you're training. So, And that's going to be different for everybody. You know, for you, it might be your legs. For me, it might be my rear delts or something like that. So you might be really good at reading your scriptures, and I might be somebody that's really good at just, for example, fasting. But 
we both got to work on our deficiencies to be a well-rounded Christian. So that's something that's something that I took away from what you were saying. Yeah. Was that you mentioned rear delts? You brought that in on our pre-podcast talking. Um, you remember what point you made that off of? Oh, the minor prophets. Yeah, the minor prophets. Yeah, we'll just jump to number twelve, and you can make that point. <laughs> the minor prophets are the leg day of spiritual exercise. Most people neglect them. What I was telling Aaron is, rather than the leg day, I would think the leg day is more of the, in I guess my personal opinion, more of the Leviticus, Deuteronomy. You know, it's it's hard. It's a grind sometimes to get through that a little bit. The minor prophets, they're they're small. You know, they're not that lengthy. But they're neglected nonetheless, and that's like our rear delts. Most people neglect their rear delts, and their shoulders are, are lacking because of it. You know, everybody hits front delts and side delts. Very few people consistently hit rear delts. And if you're listening and you don't know what the rear delt is or how to exercise that, uh, Chance showed me before. It's like you, you get on the butterfly machine, you know, where you, you uh, adduct your arms toward the middle of your chest. Um, it's the opposite. You, you you do that same motion exercise, but backwards. And if that was too complicated, you can always hop on YouTube and look for a... Yeah, that would probably be best. <laughs> Reared out exercise. <laughs> I thought that, that was a pretty good analogy. Sticking with analogies, um, I actually shared this on 5-Minute Bible Study quote today. Shiny Bibles with no wear on the cover are the fake tans of spiritual fitness. Agreed? Yeah, I would have to agree with that. <laughs> Make a lot of bodybuilders mad right now talking about their fake tans. Uh, yeah, I noticed this dude. He was he, he works out of the gym that I'm at, and maybe he listens to this. I doubt it, but uh, he's definitely got a spray tan. He's got the short shorts, you know, to show off those glutes, uh, the, well, the 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 thighs, um, the quads, the quads. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he wears like the muscle shirt, but he's got just this full on spray tan, and I just can't get past it. I I don't even notice anything about him besides the spray tan because I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm really not against fake tans. Like I realize a lot of people get them and I probably don't even, I probably don't even notice most of them because a good fake tan is a good fake tan, good. but but some of them are just like way over the top. And if you think about it, the, 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 why you get it, it's all for show. It's all for the way you look. And the point I'm making is like people might carry a Bible to church, but what's the point of carrying a Bible to church if you don't actually read it? What's the point of having a Bible on your nightstand or on your coffee table if you're not actually going to pick it up and use it? Um, why have a Bible? All that's to say, put your Bible to use. That's a good. That's a good spiritual parallel. Okay, next one. We have, by the way, we have two more. I know this has been a long episode, and I'll probably end up have, having broke this in half by the time that this gets to being published, but we have two more. Number 10, curls are for girls, so are devotionals. Ooh. What do you have to say about devotionals? I think I've shared what I think about devotionals uh, more than once on my page. People pretty much know how I feel about them. And there are some devotionals that people have told me about, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds like it's pretty decent. But generally speaking, devotionals, I, I guess somebody could argue it would be like showing up at the gym. That would be the equivalent of a devotional, at least most devotionals. And so you could say, well, I guess there is some 
redeemability to it. But the idea is that eventually, just like, you know, for me, this is how I think about it. Eventually, let's just say you start leg pressing 60% of your body weight. Well, if you really want to get stronger, eventually you're going to need to start increasing the weight that you leg press. Um, So, you know, if in a month you're still leg pressing the same amount of weight, you're probably not really getting stronger. No? You're definitely not. Definitely, chance says you're definitely not. If you're doing the same amount of reps and the same amount of weight a month later, you're not getting any stronger. Exactly. And it, it, I mean, it really, it's really the Hebrews 5, 12 through 14 statement. You know, you still need milk when you should be eating meat by this point. It's, it's the same idea. People that just go to the gym to do curls, um, that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, um, you're really not getting stronger. Curls are, curls are nice. They make you look nice. Ladies like them, you know, but really, curls are not making you stronger. That's kind of what I think of a devotional, generally, most devotionals. Yeah, I can, I can see that. And they look, like, they look nice. They, have, they usually have very nice covers. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't have very much experience. I don't really know exactly what a devotional is. It's basically one of those things. It's, it's think of like buying a planner. And it's a one-page activity. It usually has like a, like one verse on it, oh. an inspirational quote, and then like some quote from. Um, I'm trying to think of the Robin Robertson girl uh, that's really famous now. Sadie. Sadie. It's like a quote from Sadie Robertson below that, and then like a little two or three lines of journal or something like that. Oh, okay. You know, okay. It, it's. Uh, and usually, a thirty second. It, uh, you, little... Usually, it will take scripture out of context. You know, uh, I, I think that's of, always good. Yeah, that's always good. Yeah. So that that's just my take on it. But again, some people get upset when I talk about that because there are supposedly some good devotionals out there and very good. Plug that on the comments if you think there is a good one, and I'll not delete the comment. Just put it on. You know, I'll let you do that. Okay, the last one that I had at least was uh, to get real strength. You have to. You know, do well. I th- I think there's a a good way to put this in simple terms. It's okay. called it's a principle called progressive overload. And what you want to do is, you know, like we were talking about with the last example, if you're doing sixty five percent of your body weight on leg press, you know, after you do that for a week or two, you need to move the weight up. So you need to continue to increase the weight. That's the progressive part of the overload because that's what continues the muscle growth and continues the stimulus for your, for your muscles to grow. And so you're going to have to keep doing exercises that are harder and harder over time to continue the growth in the same way spiritually where you're going from milk to meat. Is that kind of the idea that you're trying to capture? Yes, and, and you're pushing your limits. You're basically, you're doing eventually more than what your muscles can handle, maybe. But when you're doing that, you're pushing your limits. You're really breaking down that muscle. You're causing growth in the process by pushing those limits. Most definitely. That's that's something that's good. That's something, uh, again, that I was doing with Jordan the other day. We were doing bench press, and we were doing sets of 12, and he got to the last, last set um, he had two more reps to go and I was like, 
he was struggling and I, I grabbed the bar and I was helping him and he's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not lifting very much. I was like, but you're pushing a little bit. And I was like, that's more than what you would have been pushing. And he was, you know, gritting his teeth and just struggling, going crazy. And I was like, that's when you were getting better. I was like, you were pushing with everything you had, even though you were barely moving the weight and I was helping you, you were making gains. I can't remember who it was. It was some YouTuber, uh, workout guy that taught me about negative Negative reps. reps, yeah. And um, so if, if y'all don't know this, you're listening, I, I do this now. At the end of every set, I'll do a negative. And it's basically, let's just say, let's just say you're doing um, a long bar curl. And you do that last rep. Well, you're not even able to get it all the way up if you're pushing your limits, right? You try to, maybe you get halfway up. Well, instead of just dropping the weight, you hold on to that weight and you hold it in position as long as you can. Well, naturally, your arms are going to start lowering because you... You can't even get the weight all the way up to begin with. And you just, you keep resisting. It's called a negative until that weight gets all the way down. And when you do that, you are getting every ounce uh, that you can out of that set of that exercise. Yeah. You're getting the principle of time under tension. Time under tension. Yeah. So the, the parallel of this is, you know, you start out with devotional. We just talked about that. Okay. When you get to this point, of spiritual growth, it's time to throw the devotion away. It's time to get serious. Read your Bible. Open up the Bible. Actually read it. Don't just read one of these out-of-context verses once a day from various parts of scriptures. Actually read through the Bible. Read it. Meditate on it. Take notes. You cross-reference other scriptures. You seek outside help. You read other resources about the Bible that might help you understand difficult verses. You make it difficult, not for the sake of making it difficult, you understand, but because if it ain't difficult, then you're not really growing, right? Same thing with exercise. And that's sometimes I find myself in Bible study and it's very difficult. And I'm like pondering and deliberating over this one passage for maybe even a couple of days. And I think, uh, man, I still don't understand what it means. But, you know, eventually by the time I'm done, I have a better appreciation for the word of God. I have a better knowledge of the word of God. And I'm very glad that I put myself through that struggle I'm stronger because of it, at least from a knowledge standpoint and appreciation of who God is and his word and will for my life. Yeah, most definitely. I think the times that I've learned the most is the times when I've read something and then I'm laying in the bed at three o'clock in the morning and I can't go to sleep because of it. Okay, so uh, we've gone on a long time, like I said, and I'm definitely splitting this episode up into two parts. But anyway, and that's, that's great because that's content for two weeks for me. But I thought a good way to end this, it just came to me. Um, we're making parallels between physical and spiritual exercise. So what better than to say, who is your favorite motivational, how do I put this? Okay, so you're going to go to the gym and you don't want to go to the gym. So you're going to turn on a motivational video. Who is your go-to if you're going to look him up on YouTube to get you through that workout? Give me that. And then on a spiritual side, who's your go-to for preacher? you know, that you need, you want to listen to this preacher and he's going to motivate you spiritually. You really like listening to him. So both sides of the coin. Okay. So starting with the going to the gym, one of my favorite guys, as far as getting motivated in the gym is Ronnie Coleman. And he's a pretty hilarious guy. You know, he was big back in the early two thousands. He's won Mr. Olympia, like I think eight times. And he just likes to get loud, to hoop and holler a little bit, slam the weights around, and I don't know. That just gets me pumped up. I like it. Uh, sometimes you'll hear me. I'll be like, yeah, buddy, and I get that from him. That That's one of the things that he does. 
Um, but I think as far as for my spiritual side, somebody who motivates me, um, and this is to not, this is not to be corny, but, um, I think Jesus, you know, earlier we were talking. This about, is not even right. <laughs> come, come on. You just took Jesus. I, I wasn't even thinking about Jesus and now I feel terrible. Well, you said he's, he's a preacher. <laughs> I mean, okay. Finish your thought. Okay. Well, and I'm going to say, because who better to think of when it comes to to discipline than Jesus coming down from, you know, from heaven on high to come down and, and be humble. You know, the one of the most humble individuals, at least that I know, that I know from, from the story in the background. And to think about what he went through um, with just you know, being beaten and spat on and everything. And then he had to carry this cross and what it was a roughly a mile or, you know, whatever distance it was. I imagine if my, the flesh had been ripped off my back, that's the last thing that I would want is for somebody to put a heavy cross on it and for me to have to walk it up a hill. And even, even with help, you know, we were just talking about that negative reps when you don't have, oh, any, yeah. when you don't have anything left in the tank, you don't have anything left in the tank. And yeah. so he kept putting one foot in front of the other and just grinding it. And that's what I'm like, when I don't think I can do it. And you know, sometimes when I can't do it, that's who I call on. That's who I think of. That's, that's how I get through. Okay. Well, after you drop that, I don't even want to finish my answer. Let's just suppose, let's just act like I was going to say Jesus and then Chance took it and we're not allowed to do duplicates. So I, when I go to the gym, I really like listening Inky Johnson's story. Inky Johnson was a, what position did he play for UT? I think he was a cornerback. I think that's right. He was a cornerback for UT. He got, well, he was about to get drafted. Let me put it like that. He was playing the last college game or maybe like, second to last college game of the year before he got drafted. He was supposed to go top 10, I think, in the NFL draft. This was 2000s, like early 2000s maybe. Yeah, early to mid-2000s. And really good football player. He came from nothing. Like his pre-story to that is part of what's so motivating, the fact that he even got there. And then he collapsed on the field, and he had a subclavian artery burst. And he ended up losing his left arm, but he was lucky to be alive from it. They had to do emergency surgery. And what do you know? He didn't get drafted because of that because he couldn't play a football anymore. Um, but what he does now is he does a motivational tour and his website and he, his story. He's just one of those dudes. He's a black guy. Just listening to him, he just has that charisma. But um, it, just his story is incredible. And the fact that he's doing what he does now, despite everything he's gone through, like I can get some reps in listening to Inky Johnson. And he keeps a positive attitude through it all. Oh, yeah. It, that that's what amazes me is like you you don't really see him you know getting all down and yeah I, I like Les Brown I like Inky Johnson I like Et Thomas those three guys every one of them uh, that's my go tos but um, as far as like preachers I think just from like a motivational standpoint somebody get my blood stirring and really get me motivated is probably Dwayne Permitter and if you've never heard Dwayne Permitter preach. He, uh, he walks back and forth. He's spitting, like literally spitting. <laughs> like he's not trying to. It just naturally happens. He, he's, he, he really works up a sweat, a lather. When you're done, you want to go like tear down a wall, uh, run through a wall, 
for Jesus, you know, and, uh, and it's not just empty talk. I mean, he has like a lot of what he's saying. It, it's good, heart hitting stuff. So, those are my two that I would say. I thought that was a pretty cool exercise, a pretty fun exercise. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on to the podcast, Chance. Do you have anything that you want to say before we leave? Um, I'm gonna just throw a plug out there. It won't be too long until we start dropping episodes for our Chapel Grove podcast. Ah, me, Etienne Nichols, and Trevor Calvert. I think towards the end of November, we're gonna try to start our first few episodes, and it'll it'll be a weekly thing. We're all sharing the responsibility. We'll each be taking part in it. So. Uh, be be looking for that. Be looking forward to that. I, I'm we're all excited about it. So uh, hopefully, give us a listen to if you like Aaron's podcast. Just remember where you got your start. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Remember your beginnings. Okay, you heard him here first, guys. We'll see you next time. Well, that'll put a wrap on our discussion about exercising godliness. I hope that you really benefited from this. If you have any more additions to our little list of uh, tips that we went through, our parallels, I'd love to hear them. I'm always in the gym thinking about this, so I'm sure that I'll add some to the list. I think it would make good for a uh, kind of a quotable quote on our Instagram and Facebook pages to go through some of these in the future. Uh, Subscribe to 5-Minute Bible Study Podcast if you haven't. Also note there are a few new changes to the website. I've reduced um, the number of resources on there, the resource pages, so I've taken off the study tools page. I've taken off the videos page. All the videos can be found on the YouTube channel anyway. And I've also taken off the sermons page. If you'd like to hear sermons by me um, or Chance, you can find them on Chapel Grove Church of Christ YouTube page. So look that up. There's 200 plus videos on there and counting every week we're adding more to it. Uh, so it simplifies the website. It makes it a little more navigatable for first time website visitors and and if you'd like to find resources it just makes it a little easier to navigate that simplicity is preferred so anyways that's uh, changes to the website changes to five minute bible study i hope you come back keep following us keep giving us some feedback until next time this is the five minute bible study podcast <laughs>